0: Welcome to the Career Ready Podcast. Learn about resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn interviewing, and all the things you need to be career ready with the Career Services Center at the College of DuPage. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Malik, and in today's bonus episode, I'm going to be interviewing Rebecca Harrington to better understand her story.
1: Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for uh, doing this interview today. This is going to be fun, I hope, for our listeners.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm so excited (laughs) to interview you and just kind of learn more about your career path. Um, So let's get started with the first question. All right. Um, So to get us started... I want to kind of put you on the spot here and ask for your elevator pitch. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. So because the elevator pitch should always change with the setting, I wanted to ask for two. So we'll start with the first one. Um, So can you share a personal elevator pitch about you and your non-job related interests? Okay.
1: Let's see what I can do here. Um, So, hi, my name is Rebecca Harrington, and I am a podcaster. Uh, That means I'm not just a podcaster for the Career Ready podcast, but I'm also uh, the co-host of the Ghostly podcast, where we talk about and debate ghost stories. Uh, I'm also involved in local theater and the proud new owner
0: of Two New Kittens. Oh my gosh, that was a great elevator pitch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, tell us more. Tell us more about um the like what theater you're involved in and uh, your kitties. What are their names? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so as far as theater goes, I am involved in a group
1: called Memorium Development, which is a a production company that is interested in bringing more art to the western suburbs of Chicago. So we do local theater, we do improv, um, and we actually also have podcasts on uh, in our group as well. So I help out, um, I, I have acted in a few things, but I, I'm a little bit more on the producing side of things. You know, I help read things that we might produce and I um, help with fundraisers and um, all that All that good administrative stuff, (laughs) but I enjoy it. And the kiddies' names are Louie and Lucy. Oh, so adorable.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I have listened to your ghostly podcast. Love it. 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, we debate. So I'm the believer and uh,
1: my partner is the skeptic. So we are for everybody. (laughs)
0: Awesome. Definitely check it out everybody. (laughs) Um, So going on to the next question, um, now can you give me an elevator pitch where you would uh, share it in a professional setting? Sure.
1: Hi, my name is Rebecca Harrington
0: and I am a career
1: specialist at College of DuPage. I started my career working in human resources and then spent uh, some time teaching English and I love combining those two things together to help
0: people achieve their goals. Wonderful! That's awesome. Great practice for for you and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah, we do. You know, because we help people with
1: their elevator pitches, it does help. <laughs> you do learn, uh, learn, learn your own, I guess, because you kind of have to, <laughs> to oh, give it as an example. <laughs> definitely.
0: Yeah. So we'll kind of dive a little bit more into your <laughs> career path. Um, sure. and I wanted to focus on. Um, involvement. So based on what we heard a few episodes ago about getting involved, um, I was wondering if you could tell me how your high school and or college involvement influenced your career path
1: sure so in high school I I was involved in band and theater and all of those fun art things but uh, I was also involved in some kind of more businessy things as well so I was in model UN which is always fun you get to you know go and pretend to be learn about another country pretend you're from that country and argue with people and de- <laughs> you know debate and have fun um but then I also, uh, worked with Junior Achievement, which is a business education uh, nonprofit that works with students from you know, elementary school all the way through high school. Um, I think they may have come and presented to us when we were in middle school, but I joined in high school. And basically, at the high school level, you work with a local business and create your own small business for you know uh, the the year so you create a product you make the product you sell the product and uh, it was a really great learning experience for me Uh, I actually uh, from the beginning I became an officer for the company for human resources so that basically was like oh I love this like this is great this is what I want to do. So uh, so that's kind of what I decided. And I, I actually ended up getting a scholarship through them. And then when I went to college, I actually still did volunteer work for Junior Achievement. Uh, and really, it just kind of launched me into choosing, choosing HR, uh, basically. Um, while I was in college, I will say, hmm, I was not as involved as I should have been. I wish I had been more involved in in uh, in groups because I think I would have maybe learned more. I would have gotten exposure to, to other people, other career paths. And, you know, I really just kind of picked something and was like, that's it. And then went with it um, without really doing maybe more research or other things that I could have done if I had been more involved, I think.
0: Yeah, it's just I'm, I'll talk about a little bit about this in my own interview too. But yeah, getting involved—I didn't get involved as much either as I would have liked to. So sometimes it's just hard. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, it is. And you just—I don't know—I didn't. I I was so focused
1: on my studies and having fun, and <laughs> right that it gets it's easy to not. But um, but it really I I know now mm-hmm. it would have been very beneficial.
0: But I'm really glad, though, that you were able to get that experience with HR early on. And I think, you know, we'll kind of dive into it a little bit more. But I think that's a big part of your story, too. So It is. Awesome. And it was a lot of
1: fun. I enjoyed, you know, being involved with the organization. Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in what they do, all of that.
0: Awesome. So the next question I have for you is, um, can you tell us a little bit more about your educational background?
1: Sure. So I had decided right that I was going to be in HR. So that's what I studied. I went to um, undergrad uh, at DePaul University for uh, management, or they uh, they call it um, a Bachelor of Science in Commerce, and that instead of business, and uh, but then with a focus in management and specifically human resources. So um, that is what I studied, uh, and. Um, You know, I know we're going to walk through Mm -hmm. more um, probably later, but I did eventually go back to school, to grad school, and I actually got my master's in education as well as English literature.
0: Wonderful. So I have two master's. That's awesome. How was it going back
1: for a second master's? It was actually, going back for the first master's was worse. was it? Like that was, it was so hard because I had worked in HR for, I don't know, maybe 10 years at that point, maybe nine years, something like that. And I I had realized, okay, this isn't the path for me. Mm-hmm. So I should look into something else. And I I was doing that research. And, and once I realized, okay, for the, you know, what I want to do, I need to go back to school. It probably took me at least a year, if not more, to apply to grad school and actually go back because I just mentally was like, oh no, I'm going to have to read again.
0: Oh, you know, God. It was, it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's so, you know, I just mentally wasn't there, but then once I did it, you know, I enjoyed it and it was fun. And so then I, you know, I actually didn't have to take that many more classes to get my second master's. It mm-hmm. was really just kind of an add on. Um And so that wasn't as hard because I didn't have to go back for as long and I, and it hadn't been that long since I had done my first one. So. Right. I, I, easier to convince myself.
0: Right. You kind of get into the groove of it, right? <laughs>
1: right. Exactly.
0: I can definitely relate because uh doing my master's degree too, that reading was brutal. <laughs> so I don't blame you. <laughs> yes. I always call it the reading
1: like monkey on your back where it's like Mm -hmm. every time you're this was an undergrad too it was like every time you're doing something in your back of your mind it's always there saying i should really be reading right now right (laughs) (laughs) this doesn't mean that i did it just means that i knew that i (laughs) should (laughs) have.
0: right so from your educational background let's now talk about your career path so can you kind of walk us through that career path was it traditional was it unexpected what would you say so I
1: would say that it started very traditional and then became unexpected. <laughs> so as I mentioned, I really thought human resources was the path for me. So that's what I got my degree in. I got, uh, I, I graduated when uh, there was the economy was good and they were panning out jobs. So uh, at that point, so it was pretty easy for me to find work, um, and I I enjoyed it well enough. Um, I actually. Um, started off in recruiting, but then I moved into training, which I really enjoyed. Um obviously that I, I ended up as you as I mentioned earlier, I ended up going into teaching and I really do enjoy teaching. Uh so being a trainer was was nice. Um but when you're in training, it's a lot of travel, it's very repetitive. So after a few years I was kind of uh, you know getting a little burnt out. So I went back into regular HR and, and worked as a what they call an HRIS manager, which is working with the IT for HR. Um, and I really didn't talk to people. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot of on your computer, which after trading I was kind of okay with for a while. Um, but anyways, I just realized I just wasn't happy, mm-hmm. you know, or, or as happy as I, I thought I could be. And part of that is I wanted to Um, have my career be something where I was giving back um, a bit more than I was working in, in corporate. So um, not that, not that you're not giving, you know, to people working in HR, but I I wanted more. So um, I took a lot of Assessments, which is something that we do with the people all the time in our department. Um, You know, so I, you know, answer questions, and I, you know, I, I did all sorts of, you know, just things to find out my my abilities and my interests and all of those things, and basically every single thing said I should be a teacher, which I had kind of always had that in my mind too. So Mm -hmm. I, that's why I went back to school to be an English teacher. Unfortunately, when I graduated with my masters in teaching English, that was not a good time in the economy Uh (laughs) and very few places were hiring. So, it became a little bit more difficult to find a teaching job. So, it it took me a while to kind of um, settle in um, to teaching longer than it, it had with, with HR. Um, but I did find my place. Um, you know, I had to kind of cobble together some part-time work to make it happen. Um, but it did. And I really enjoyed it. But just like with any anything I've realized with me is I like change mm-hmm. so after a while i start to get restless mm-hmm. and so i i've realized and i i hope our listeners some of them will relate to this and and maybe you know start to feel okay with it as i've realized i am not the kind of person who's going to do the same thing for the rest of my life right like or be in one career um, I like change. So uh I started looking around for other opportunities. You know, I had started working at community colleges with my teaching and I loved it. So um, and I that's partly why I went back to get my second master's, is so I could teach at the community college level. And uh and I found this uh job in career services and I was very excited because to me it really does bring together the HR background. Mm-hmm. Um which I had still kind of continued working as consulting and things like that in HR even all through my teaching. But um, to bring the HR together with writing and communicating, which is something that I taught as an English teacher, was very exciting. And what I like about this job as, again, a person who easily gets bored, (laughs) is that we do so many different things. Like no day is the same. You know, yes, we meet with people, but we're also presenting. So I still get the teaching component. And, you know, we do special projects and special events all the time. Um, So it's like if I and our department is so good at collaboration, where it's if you have an idea for something you want to try, it's go for it. You know, what can we do to help you with it? Uh, And I really love that. So, so far, (laughs) I I have been, uh, my interest is still here uh, and I love it. I love uh, helping people and I love all the the different things we get to do as part of our job.
0: I love that. Yeah. And everything connects, like you said, and you can use all of your skills in these different positions and you're transferring those skills. Like we talked about transferable skills a while back. So it's all interesting to hear how it connects. So I love that.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was definitely a big jump. And I had to work really hard on my resume, mm-hmm. applying for the career services position to try and figure out how do I convey to these people, you know, these people that are looking at my resume mm-hmm. that I, I have the skills for this thing that I've never done, but I feel like I do based on the work that I've done.
0: Yeah. And I kind of was also wondering, you answered it a little bit, but I was curious about how it felt to be a career changer. It sounds like you're pretty comfortable with it, but I just wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of get your perspective because I know sometimes when um, individuals are career changers, they can kind of be nervous to go into like a different field. So I was just wondering how you felt about that.
1: Thank you for asking that. I think that's really important to talk about. It was very nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it took me years to go through the thought process of switching from mm-hmm. working in this field that I had worked so hard to get into that I was doing well. in, you know, I was going up. I mean, I, if I worked in that, I mean, I, I would, it would, it, it's a very str- it would have been a straight career path, <laughs> very easy. And I know this is something that comes up with people we, we talk to too, is, is family. Mm-hmm. You know, my family was very confused. <laughs> my family was very confused You know, why are you changing? What's the problem? There's nothing wrong with the career you're doing. You're doing well. So it, you know, it's hard to explain like, yeah, but it's just not right. It's just, I'm not happy, you know, and that is, you know, especially for maybe more traditional career parents, they don't understand why that would be something that would matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's like, why does it matter that you're not happy? You know, and I, I had to say, like, I understand that I'm probably not going to be 100% happy in anything that I choose, but I think I could be more than I am. I could not, Be crying at work (laughs) would be great. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and and I—that's obviously, you know, it was was a it was a very big pivot. You know, not every Mm -hmm. career change has to be that big of a pivot. Again, for me, the teaching to career services was much easier, Mm -hmm. not as big of a pivot. I'm at the same place and working with a lot of the same people, and I'm still working with students. It's just in a different way. So that I, I think. It kind of says something if you do a career change that's more of a pivot mm-hmm. that's it that's an easier change if it's a truly like I you know was doing one thing and now I'm doing something completely different it's a much bigger thing and you kind of need to know that it's going to feel uncomfortable it's mm-hmm. going to be scary and you know you, you the only thing you can do is do as much research as possible um,
0: and and then jump in. Thank you so much for sharing that perspective because I think that's going to help a lot of our listeners for sure. So can you tell us about the mentors in your life and how they helped you decide on a career path? Thank you for asking that. I want
1: to definitely acknowledge um, one, of course, was my junior achievement um, business folks. they were they were so great and so helpful to me. but um we were just talking about that difficulty of switching. And making that big career switch. And um, there was a man named Gibby Monakowski, who uh, was actually my friend's step uh, father. And I, so I had known him my whole life. But once he learned that I had gotten my master's in, in teaching English, he immediately was like, oh, forget high school. You need to come and teach at the community college level. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. I know you're going to love it. I know you like this is going to be great. And basically, you know, we talk about the hidden job market this is why you want mentors in your life and why you want to network and just tell everybody because he was basically the chair of his department and was like yep we're hiring you and like i went to the interview and and the the dean was asking me questions and he was like yeah so when you start this is what you're going to do <laughs> like it was very like it's a done deal uh and you know even after i started he gave me so much material and you know really helped me learn you know the best ways to engage students, and you know worked with me and and liked my ideas too, and that was just so helpful. And I will be forever grateful for him. Um, he unfortunately passed away a few years ago, and I still miss him. Um, but he was he was a mentor not just to me, but to a lot of people. And um, I, it, it there's been a, there's been a few others, but I, I think he's the one I want to mention just because it was that real shaky time in my life. And he was able to give me a place to go. Um, And so, you know, when it comes time and you're looking for a new opportunity or looking for your first opportunity, I always say to people, tell everybody that you can because you never know who's going to be that person to jump out and help you.
0: That's a wonderful story. And mentors, they just change your life. Seriously, like, Without them, sometimes I think I'm like, where would I be without my mentors? Like they showed me so much guidance. So I love that you shared that story. Okay, our final question is, very serious question here. (laughs) Now now that we're going into winter hibernation and the holidays, what TV series are you ready to binge watch?
1: So... There, I mean, there's always, you know, I always like watching the Bake Off series, Ooh. the Great British Bake Off or whatever during the break, but what I'm very excited about this year is Willow, which is based on a movie from the 80s that I loved when I was a kid, and uh, I'm really excited because they brought back a lot of the same actors, and uh, I've already seen a couple episodes, and it's great, and I I just I can't wait to keep watching
0: it. Ooh, I have to check it out. I don't think I've ever heard of it, but, and I haven't haven't seen the movie either, but I will definitely put that on my watch list. (laughs) I mean, it's got Val Kilmer in it.
1: So I'm just, you know, young Val Kilmer, can't go wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. It has been just a treat to talk to you and just kind of hear about your career path and what's influenced you. So thank you so much for being here today and, and interviewing with me. Thank you for having me. So thanks to all of our listeners for being here today. Uh, We won't be answering a listener question this episode, but I did want to remind everyone that if you do have questions that you want answered in future episodes, you can submit those to careerpodcast at cod.edu. Be sure to join us for our next episode when Rebecca interviews Pierre.